Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck. And welcome once again to EWTN Radio's exclusive program, Mother Angelica, answering the call with the best of the questions Mother got over the years from callers on her great shows from the 80s and the 90s. And we have Father Joseph Mary Wolf with me. I'm Doug Keck, and we're your hosts for this wonderful program. Father, great to see you. Mother always gives us a couple of laughs, but also some good insights and practical ways in which we can deal with the troubles of our lives. Right, and we're talking about kind of being in the Christmas season here now, finally. And uh, our topics for today is what can you give Jesus? Uh, Adopting a family for Christmas, an interesting idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, A a double up in the second half, prayer for my aunt and suffering from depression, two different uh, calls. And another couple of quick calls. At the end, Jesus is the heart of Christmas, and happy birthday, Jesus. Let's move to the first one, though, we're Mm -hmm. talking about. What can you give Jesus? And now that's uh, kind of a different question than most of us think of these days, right? It's a different question, and you probably remember, I remember going through the catalogs before Christmas and picking out what I wanted for Christmas. But Mother's saying, let's look in a different direction. What can I give Jesus for Christmas? And so a work of charity, visiting someone who's lonely, calling someone, um, singing happy birthday to Jesus you know, on Christmas and making him first. If we do that, then we have the right order of things, and actually we're going to have more joy. Right, and I, and I think many times, I think it's fair to say, as you get older and hopefully you get a little bit wiser, you do find it's much more fulfilling to give somebody something mm-hmm. than it is even to get something, isn't it? One of the happiest Christmases I had was when I was, uh, for a short time, a member of the St. Vincent de Paul Society in uh, Dubuque, where I was an engineer. Mm-hmm. And um, so for that Christmas, I got some gifts for some children who wouldn't have gotten them otherwise. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the happiest Christmases uh, that I remember, just bringing some joy to other people brings joy to us. Right, and as you alluded to, the idea of our Lord being present in other people, so it's not only that kind of uh, people who are obviously destitute in mm-hmm. kind of a situation, but even people who might be in a nursing home or, uh, or a friend or somebody, as, as Mother kind of talks about, somebody you haven't talked to in a while, and maybe it's a great opportunity to kind of reach out to that person. Yeah, Christmas can be a hard time, and Mother talks about that in one of these uh, one of these programs as well, one of these questions, that it can be a difficult time right. if you just lost a loved one or if you're alone, but Jesus is with us, and right. she gets, gets that focus back on Jesus. Right, and also Mother, uh, I think, makes uh, some proclamations regarding Midnight Mass and some of the concerns she has about uh, <laughs> some of those who attend and then inebriate after. Let's see what Mother has to say about what can you give Jesus. We have a call. Hello? Hi Hello? there. How are you? Where are you from? I'm from New Jersey. And what is your question? We have uh, uh, teenagers and some men in our family that need to be prompted for special prayers. Perhaps we can bow our heads together right now and pray for the coming of Jesus to me and my family together with you. Lord God, we do praise you. We do thank you, Lord, for coming. We thank you for suffering from that kind of loneliness no one can describe just to be with us. Lord, you are with us often. 
we are not with you. We have forgotten your presence. We have forgotten your ways. And we have forgotten your great gift of salvation. So enlighten us tonight. Give us grace to see the real purpose of our life, the real purpose of our life, to know, to love, and to serve Thee. Amen. You know, if you wonder what you can give to Jesus for Christmas, He deserves the first gift. I would think confession would be a wonderful gift. Communion would be a wonderful gift. To get up Christmas morning, not running down to see what you got, but just say, Happy birthday, Jesus. See, Let him be first in your mind Christmas morning. Wouldn't that be nice, huh? Go to Midnight Mass. And I don't understand people who go to Midnight Mass, then go to a party and get drunk. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Anybody understand that? I bet a bit, I bet a nickel you went to confession, to communion, went home and got drunk. Now, does that make any sense? After you're drunk, you don't know what day it is. What's the purpose? You don't know. You're out like a light. You could wake up New Year's Day and you wouldn't know what happened for two weeks. <laughs> You see, it, see we, we, don't, we just do dumb things, that's all. You could say a rosary. I bet some of you haven't said a rosary since Vatican II. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you don't even have one. If you write to me, I must have uh, 1,520,000. I mean, I got cases of them that big, all blessed. So I can't sell them. <laughs> but see that would be a nice thing for you to do you might want to call an enemy a person you haven't spoken to for a long time and say hey I'm sorry I'm very sorry please forgive me wouldn't that be a gift for Jesus huh wouldn't that be a gift of gifts? You might want to call your mother-in-law. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Say, well, I'm here. I know you're not too happy about it, but <laughs> here I am, and I love you. You may be a battle act, but I love you. <laughs> I don't think she'd appreciate You better skip that part of it. <laughs> but she may just be waiting for you to say, hello. See. Why don't you call a friend or visit a friend who's in a nursing home? Or just call them up if you're too far away. Oh, there's a thousand things you can give Jesus for his birthday. And I would like to mention one more. Would you say hello to his mother? Would you say, thank you, Mary, for saying, be it done to me 
according to thy word, and for bearing the Son of the Most High God. Thank you. We do thank Jesus, and we should. But let's not forget to thank his mother on Christmas Day. And thank him for his love, his peace, joy, and forgiveness. Bye now. Moving ahead here on our Christmas program, adopting a family for Christmas. What a great idea, Father. Yeah, and I think for anyone who really feels alone at this time, this is going to be a great uh, answer to this question because Mother herself experienced this one time when she spent a Christmas in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Right, and it's interesting the idea that uh, one can reach out, as you were talking earlier, through uh, helping the destitute or helping people. You know, a lot of parishes have those kind of giving trees you can mm -hmm. do for, for Christmas where you can give... Uh, you know, something to uh, those who yeah. are, are, are less yeah, well off uh, compared to some of the parishes. And, you know, and you again mentioned as well as the idea of Mother herself spending Christmas in the hospital where she experiences that separation from mm -hmm. those and, you know, only being in, in a sense in contact with the sisters over the phone, right? And being alone with Jesus and really entering into that solitude in which he entered into the world where he wasn't received, right? And I often say, and Father Mark likes to tease me about this, but I'd often talk about growing up on the Iowa farm, and it was one Christmas Eve, it just really was poignant for me, uh, giving hay to the cows and mm. the smells and all of that, getting ready to go to the uh, Christmas Eve Mass, and it just really struck me the Lord's uh, humility, his mm -hmm. emptying himself. And I think that's what Mother's talking about here, just really entering into what the Lord's done for us. Right. Think about what you can do for Christmas. Let's see what Mother had to say about adopting a family for Christmas. We have another call. Hello? Hello, Mother. Where are you from? I'm from Seminole, Florida. And what is your question? I don't have a question. I'd like to wish you a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. And I'd like to share with you also that the main focal point in our home is the nativity. Great. We don't have a tree up. My husband's built a beautiful manger for our nativity set. We have a large lighted nativity in our front yard. And we do not exchange gifts, my husband and I, but he, along with my parents and my brother's family, have adopted another family this year for Christmas, and we are buying for them so that they will have um, a Merry Christmas that they otherwise would not have. Well, that's what Christmas is all about, see, to know whose birthday it is. And, and I, I want to congratulate all of you who have not forgotten whose birthday it is. And that's, that's what Christmas is all about. And if all the Catholics and Christians in this country did the same, wouldn't it be a change, huh? I don't think it's hard to convert a whole nation. If the people love Jesus, they'll convert. If we know, we know Jesus and we love Jesus, there's nothing too hard for us. Nothing. And we can accept the pain. One, one season, I was in the hospital for Christmas. And I, I gave it to the Lord. It was obviously what he wanted. And, and the sisters put the telephone in the chapel. It was off the hook, and they put it on the ch in the chapel. I heard the whole midnight mass. And after Christmas, after mass was over, they all said hi and Merry Christmas, and, and we, we sang for me. And, and I felt at home because all by myself, 
in this room. It was very quiet on the floor that night. And, and I had a little crib. And, you know, it was one of the best Christmases I had. Why? Well, you know, I heard Midnight Man. I was there with the sisters. And most important, I was alone with the child Jesus, with God. It was his birthday. And we were together in a lonely place on his birthday. I had a realization of his birth greater than any other day of my life. And, and I think all of you that are alone and really suffer because of it, maybe you're not alone. Huh? I'm, not, I'm sure you're not. You could have the best Christmas of your life like I did because you're celebrating the real reason. There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica answering the call with Father Joseph and Doug Kecht on EWTN Radio. And thank you so much for staying with us for part two of Answering the Call. I'm Doug Keck here with Father Joseph Mary Wolf as we move ahead with some calls from other doubling up in this segment. We've got mm -hmm. uh, one from a prayer for my aunt and also suffering from depression. Let's talk about a prayer for my aunt, Father. You know, wonderful things happen at Christmas. <laughs> and there's a lot of stories. I have my own story of my great-great-uncle Andy Hemmer. I've told it before, but uh, I was uh, preaching at the TV Mass, I was just a newly ordained priest, and I talked about the prayer that you typically pray from the Feast of St. Andrew till Christmas, and he heard about it. He was blind in one eye. He could see a little bit out of the other one, and he asked for that prayer. And you know, in the middle of the night, Christmas Eve, he was completely healed in that eye, and he wrote to me, and he talked about how the doctors were amazed at what had happened. So it's right for us to ask the Lord, because he did something wonderful at Christmas, and it's not just a remembrance, but actually it's made real for us, present to us. Right, and and you talk about in as well, in, or she does in this particular program about the fact that Christmas, and you alluded to it earlier, Father. Christmas can be a great time for people. Obviously, it also can be a, mm -hmm. a time as we'll deal right. with the second one with depression because people feel that much more alone or that much more isolated because they're thinking, they're mm -hmm. looking at television, they're looking out, and it looks like all these people are yeah. enjoying their lives, and there's the family around mm -hmm. the hearth, and here I am all by myself yeah. suffering, uh, getting depressed, and you alluded to it earlier as well, the idea, and Mother talks about in this particular episode, the idea that all this time waiting for the Lord, and then when he showed up, nobody cared. Right. And so they can really be joined with him in that. And I love what she says at the end of the second uh, question here. Love the changeless one, right? So we live in a constantly changing world, but if we love the changing, a changeless one, then there is this uh, communion that we have with that which does not change with yeah. him. And that's so important because that in the world we live in today is what we want. We want something to hold on mm -hmm. to, something that's not going to let us down, and there's only one person, and that's our Lord. Let's see what Mother had to say on these two topics. We have another call. Hello? Hello? This is James. Oh, wow. How old are you, dear? 
I'm 12 years old. Wonderful. And what is your question? My question is, my aunt is very sick, my Aunt Susan, and she has a brain tumor, and they uh, operated on her. But I'll ask for you to pray for her. You, you want us to pray for her healing, huh? Yes, please. Okay. Lord God, we pray that this young child's hand may be healed on your birthday, Lord. We know there are many sick in our audience. There are many people, Lord, who just have forgotten because of pain and despair and depression. Thy birth. I ask, Lord, that you look at this aunt of this child and look upon her as you always do, Lord, with great love and great compassion and give her that healing she needs, that she may continue in her life to know, to love, and to serve thee. Amen. You know, many people are calling for prayers for Christmas. And I want you all to know, there are many people being laid off right after Christmas. Many people are alone for Christmas, many sick this Christmas. But I want you to look at Jesus, Son of God, who came at Christmas and unite your pain, your loneliness to his. You know, for centuries and centuries, people called and said, when are you coming? But when he came, there was no one there. That's loneliness, huh? When he came, nobody was interested. That's what you suffer, isn't it? Oh, he wasn't sick. But there is a kind of loneliness that's a pain, a deep pain in the heart. It isn't that sickness, a pain, isn't that a part of loneliness? Well, there are many of you out there. All I'm asking is, that you don't make a wrong choice. You say life is not worth living. Yes, it is, for his sake. That you don't separate yourself from him forever. That you say, Lord, you were alone in a cave, and I'm alone, and I love you, and I wish you a happy birthday. You'll be surprised what it'll do for you. See, you and he have a lot in common. And maybe that's why he was born in a crib. Maybe that's why his birth was a, was a lonely one, a few shepherds. Not at all the great king coming or a parade or some great celebration. No, there's no one around. He came into his own and his own received him not. So all of you that are in that condition, please think of him. We have another call. Hello? Hello, Mother. Hey, where are you from? I'm from... Oak Lawn, Illinois. Oh, good. And what is your question? I have been suffering through depression, and I haven't had much of any kind of happiness about the last 16 and a half years that I've been in depression. It's my faith, though, that's been keeping me through. Thanks be to God for that, but it's rough. Mm -hmm. I can't really enjoy life. I don't feel emotions. Just like St. Teresa, the little flower, had it. Yeah, okay. Well, that's okay, honey. Give your depression to Jesus, but... Just think of what's happened to 
this day we celebrate Christmas. Huh? Think about it. We all have depressions around Christmas time, I guess. You, you recall somebody who just died and so they're not there to celebrate. There's all kinds of reasons why people feel sad at Christmas. But I think if we tried to just say, Jesus, I'm so happy you were born in our midst. What would I do without you? He would like to hear that. I know you have great depression, but just think of Jesus just for five minutes. Will you do that? And say, Jesus, I can't feel you. But you don't need to feel God. It's a matter of will. It's a matter of wanting to know Jesus. And, and to be happy he came. And ask Our Lady to, to teach you that wonderful lesson that we must be joy-filled, not over ourselves, not over conditions. They change. They change. You feel good one day, the next day you feel terrible. The world is all wonderful today, and the next day it's terrible. We live in a changing world, but we must love the changeless one. You try it, huh? Closing out our Christmas program, two more calls for Mother having to do with Christmas. One, Jesus is the heart of Christmas, amen, and also happy birthday, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Do you think, Father, we've lost some of the idea of focusing on our Lord, thinking it's, uh, it's not St. Nick's birthday as much as we love St. Nick? Well, long before Thanksgiving, we're already seeing advertising, right, to get the perfect gift for Christmas. So I think we're losing the focus, but... We need to regain that focus. And, you know, one of my happiest memories, and I can still hear it in my my mind, was the Midnight Mass with Mother Angelica and the sisters. And Mother would always sing a solo. The child shall be king one day. And uh, with her rich alto voice, it was just all the way from her heart. And you just sensed, you know, the Lord and her love for the Lord. Right, so you're signing up for the choir then, is, is that the name? Where's your solo album coming out? <laughs> That's right. But uh, exactly, and there's one person here talks about lighting up so much of their house because they wanted Chicago to see, mm-hmm. you know, that this is, Jesus is the reason for the season. Another person talks about having that birthday cape because, again, we're living in a world like you mentioned, Father, in a sense. Yes, we're rushing Christmas, but it's mm-hmm. it's for commercialism. And we're forgetting one thing as Americans— Thanksgiving. The reality is, in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving and Christmas are both about Thanksgiving. Exactly. Yeah, and there are small ways that we can bear witness to this, right? And just what this caller is talking about doing. Well, maybe a lot of people say, well, you know, they won't think much of it. But there'll be somebody that'll be touched. And you might be surprised in heaven to learn the person that was affected by one little thing that you did to point to Jesus at Christmas. Absolutely. It's always the little things that make the biggest impact. Let's see what Mother Angelica has to say on this Christmas show. We have a call. Hello? Hi, Mother Angelica. Hi. Where are you from? We're from Chicago. My name is Ella, and Ah. my husband's name is Ray. Merry Christmas to both of you. Merry Christmas to you, Mother. (laughs) We wanted to call you and tell you that this year we decorated our whole... We live in an apartment, and... On the outside is our nativity scene. Great. And we have two posters up that are two feet by five feet. Awesome. And one says, Jesus is the reason for the season. And the other one said, Jesus is the heart of Christmas. Thank you, Jesus. And our whole tree is done with angels and nativity. We wanted to tell people 
in Chicago, we live about three blocks away from Midway Airport Mm. on the main thoroughfare, and it's all done with white lights. And we wanted to tell Chicago that Jesus is the reason, not them, nobody else. It's Jesus' birthday. We are so happy, and God bless you, Mother Angelica. We love you. Thank you. I'm glad you did that, because I think that's what we should all do. We shouldn't be afraid. You cannot be ashamed of Jesus' birth. You know, I know a lot of people have other religions or no religion, and they, they resent that, but that's okay. We're supposed to live in a free country. And I think we have the privilege of celebrating our religion, our God's birthday. And I'm very happy that you had the courage and the strength and to really manifest to everyone that you love Jesus. We have another call. Hello? Hello, Mother Angelica. Where are you from? I'm from Illinois. Good. Summit, Illinois. And what is your question? Well, Mother, I don't have a question. Okay. I just I was listening to you talking about Christmas, how people forget. Uh-huh. We started a tradition in my family when my boys were young. Uh-huh. We have a birthday cake. Good for we you. We light a candle. <laughs> and we sing happy birthday. <laughs> That's My great. sons are now 30, 28, and 26, and we have the same tradition. Wonderful. Because I didn't want them to forget that Christmas is Jesus' birthday. Ah, that's wonderful. You see, that's a wonderful. We do that every Christmas Eve. We have a table decorated. We have Jesus right there as a child, Jesus. And we sing happy birthday to you because that's what we're celebrating, you see? The Father's gift. And this is the year of the Father. I don't think in my lifetime we've never celebrated the year of the Father. You see, we thank Him. He is Lord, Creator, God of all. But at the same time, we have very special reason now. For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.